Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey there, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I'm here! Oh, dang it. It's May 17th. I don't mean to sound so surly. But I'm feeling surly. And surely I have a right to feel surly. Last time I was talking to you, I believe it was last Thursday, man, I was going gangbusters. I had, I, you know, sometimes I start a show and I think in the back of my head, uh-oh, you don't have it today. You can barely put three words together without umming, erring, and uh, generally just sort of desperately searching around for another word. But I find out nobody can hear a word I say. Not only you guys, but even the producer back in the back at City Paper. Uh-uh. Nothing. So took a while, but that got resolved. The show never made it, but that was resolved. So we start up again today, and guess what? <laughs> So, I just want to say, you can see the kind of pull and power uh, I have uh, down there at City Paper. Uh, you know, I've been there for some time now, and I have uh, tolerated a, a myriad of uh, technical difficulties of various sorts, Um but I have to tell you, I am uh, nearing the end of my proverbial rope. I was commiserating with Zach, my producer, last Thursday, saying every, every schmo in the universe is now doing a podcast, right? Everybody is. And I see pictures. There was a picture in the local paper of two women. I forget where they're somewhere here in Pittsburgh and in Byron's who have a podcast. And it showed their studio. <laughs> they had like a setup. They had, they had like actual equipment. They weren't sitting on a telephone like I am. Anyway. I'm not annoyed. No, not a bit. God damn it. Okay, stop. This is not the kind of thing you're supposed to do. This is not professional of me at all. Uh, so, you know, my concern is, is that a lot of you tune in at a certain hour expecting to hear. Okay, stop, Colin. Stop it! Okay, I stopped. I think. Oh, now, man, I had such a good hour for you Thursday. See, I haven't stopped. Okay, okay, stop, stop, stop. Oh, God. And I, I you know, my email is so late in, in arriving that I'm just now getting emails of, are you having technical problems? Miss your show. Are you there? I can't find you. 
now. Do you think I stop now? <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. Sorry. Um, big day tomorrow. There's an election on the horrors of the day. <laughs> I have. Those of you who have listened to me for decades know that when there is a, a war in the Middle East involving Israel, I tend to go into a crouch. And um, that is part of the reason. It rips my guts out. I can't bear it. I can't watch it. I can barely read of it. Um, it's hard to explain the emotional connection I have, and I'm not going to attempt to. And it's hard to explain the fear I have that there is no way to resolve this issue. Um, so it doesn't look good any way you look at it. There's no way to resolve it because at base there are two separate peoples, Jews, Israelis, and Palestinians who both have legitimate claims to the land. And they have proven they are incapable of sharing it. So, very well. I mean, there's been a, there's an attempt obviously been made by Israel. They have you know, a, a lot of Arab Palestinian citizens. And never before have we seen those Israeli Palestinians torching Israeli synagogues as they have and fighting fellow Israelis in the streets. That I've never seen before. So this is, uh, to me, uh, so unsettling. I just can't, and you'll have to forgive me. I'll be willing to talk about anything, although I do dodge others' issues. I dodge, I dodge all the issues that are like so incendiary, um, or so difficult to. I dodge climate change a lot because that's another one that just scares the holy hell out of me. Um, and there are so many things that we should be paying attention to. It's, uh, ha, little Tony, thank you. He says, glad to hear you. I was late to the show today, so the timing was perfect. Well, man, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Roger writes, 
didn't Hitler originally have support of only about 30% of the people, but then teamed up with the Conservative Party to gain control? He told lots of lies and then made them bigger and bigger and kept repeating them and uh, gobble, until all the gullible people and the hateful people believed. Yeah, you got that sort of right. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. That's sort of right. Uh, I, I saw that Liz Cheney said um, that she had been told by fellow Republican Congress people that they had only voted with. Trump on impeachment and on other issues and against her because they were literally, literally afraid of being killed. Uh, that is, I think, a truth that we need to take in and believe. Trump has enabled so many people willing to kill for him. Thugs and bullies, and they're all armed to the teeth. And I can see where a congressperson in a um, congressional district that is full of those people who has maybe gotten, you know, emails or texts or threats on Facebook that he better toe the line or else. I mean, remember, these are the people that had a plan to actually kidnap the uh, governor of Michigan. It's unclear whether they intended to kill her. So the reality is, is that the Republican Party has created this monster with their support of no gun control measures at all. So the proliferation of heavily armed people, openly carrying, able to intimidate. And then events of people being attacked, people being killed, in fact killed inside the U.S. Capitol building by these same people. One can see where... Those of faint heart would just go along to get along because they literally were afraid of being hurt or killed. There's a reason Profiles and Courage was not a big, heavy tome. It was a pretty thin book. And say what you want about Liz Cheney. But she is now living with that threat big time. 
and only is standing taller. That is a brave human being. She's a lot of other things I don't like, but that is a brave human being. Cheney said this, if you look at the vote to impeach, there were members who told me that they were afraid, afraid in some instances for their lives. And that tells you something about where we are as a country, that members of Congress are not able to cast votes or feel they can't because of their own security. So, dangerous, frightening times, indeed. Um... What else I got here? I got lots of stuff. Oh, I, um, you know, the election's tomorrow, and I had noted that, and I hope everybody votes, and I hope you know who you're voting for with good reason, or you've actually spent time thinking about it. You're not engaging in knee-jerk uh, voting. Uh, the big race, of course, is mayor of Pittsburgh. Bill Peduto has enjoyed that position for two terms and eight years. He's running for a third term. My understanding is, is that no incumbent mayor has ever been defeated. And that's amazing. That is Actually, that is an indictment of the voters. <laughs> it is. Were they all so wonderful? Every mayor we've had has been so wonderful? Or have there been like a dearth of really good challengers? But incumbency in this city is huge. I have to tell you, in my back of my head, I, I, I think Peduto will, you know, keep that streak going. I What? No, you're not. Roger says, I just realized the show I'm listening to is from last Thursday. Is there no show today? There wasn't a show last Thursday, Roger. There's no way you could be listening to a show from last Thursday because we couldn't get up and running. We managed today. So technically, I guess you could say this is Thursday's show, but it ain't. I don't know what's posted on Thursday. I don't know why it says Thursday. This is Monday, May 17th, the day before the election. I assure you. God. Okay. Um, I have this sense that Peduto is going to see a lesser, 
a lesser vote of support than he has seen in past elections, and he's had great support. I mean, he's won overwhelmingly both times he's he's stood for mayor. But, you know, I live in his neighborhood. I live literally about a block and a half away from him. And I don't see a ton of Peduto signs even in his own neighborhood. There is, I sense, um, a disappointment in him. And it, it comes from the minority community. It comes from young people. And it comes from me. I mean, Peduto will openly say that while we're called the most livable city, we're not. We are for some. We are for me. I got the means. I live in a nice neighborhood. I, yeah. But not for an awful lot of Pittsburghers. And they tend to be people of color and poor white people, too. Yes. And Peduto has talked a good game about that. But I not only don't see positive change in that regard, I see things having worsened during his tenure. I watched during Bill Peduto's mayoralty the last eight years as the... East Liberty area, where I pretty much live, is has been transformed. I mean, transformed. It's still being transformed. I There are more big friggin' buildings going up all over the place. You can't see the sky anymore. It's like a little downtown is what it's going to look like. But to do that... Housing for black people, mostly, was destroyed, leveled. Seems to me I recall something like that happening in the Hill District uh, in another generation or two ago, right? And all those black people who live there, that's their neighborhood, East Liberty? Well, the black population of East Liberty has declined by almost 25%. Where did they go, those black people, who called that home, who could walk to all the places they needed to walk? Where where did they go? Who had access to yeah, pretty good public transportation to get to jobs? Where did they go? They left. They picked up and they left the city. The black population.
population of Pittsburgh during Bill Peduto's eight years has dropped by nearly 7,000 people. That's amazing. That's amazing. And he talks a great game. I know I hear it. Affordable housing, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And yes, it's not, uh, it's not a great city for some people, and we're going to change that, and blah, 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 blah. And remember, he was going to take on UPMC and shake them down. From, that didn't happen. There was a big high-rise called Penn Plaza Apartments. I, it was big. It was home to so many people right, right there on, in between, uh, Garfield and East, and the East Liberty Business District. Home to a lot of people with not a lot of money. It doesn't exist anymore. But you know, it's, happening, this other big, big high-rise building, it's huge, is going up where that stood. Oh, so all the, the, the progressives, the liberals, the people with money can shop at the bigger, better Whole Foods that will be on the first floor. Never mind that there's a Whole Foods like two blocks away now. I was forced into Whole Foods for want of an item in a recipe <laughs> last week. I had not been in there for, God, years. When Amazon... Bought it. That was it for me. And anyway, I just sort of don't like the whole thing. So, we're going to get a bigger and better one. And all those black people who lived on that property, huh, who knows where they are? Last time we pushed a bunch of them out, they ended up pretty much in Penn Hills in eastern suburbs. This time, they've just packed up and left. A lot of them. I'm being told that City Paper's website does not have a link to today's show, that if you push today's show, you don't get today's show. Just saying that for my producer's benefit. Um, anyway, I... You know, I, 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 and I don't think Ed Ganey is like the, you know, he's not who I wanted to vote for, but I voted for him. I'm afraid because he came up in the Pittsburgh political establishment, so, you know, maybe he'll just be another one. Every Pittsburgh pal, practically, just rolls over for the corporations and the developers 
and the so-called non-profits, like the gazillion-dollar UPMCs and CMUs and PITs, who own this town, who run this town, who've owned it always. And I'm just sick of it. Bloomfield, the black population, has dropped 16% in the last five years. The cost of housing there has increased 183%. Those are developers and house flippers, and they don't give a damn about what their lust for more money does to the people who don't have the kind of money they have. I'm sick of it, and it should be called out, and I called it out by voting for Ed Ganey. I got a caller, I believe. Hello? Hello, Lynn. This is Beth. Hi. Hi. I was calling to say, I agree when Peduto, I was never a fan of Peduto's when he was still working with Dan Cullen. But I have to say, his handling of Tree of Life and some of the other issues in the city, and again, as someone who's not living in that area, I thought he handled them incredibly well. Yeah, I think his I biggest do. weakness is that he didn't stick with his chief of police, and he left the FOP in town pretty much to do what they do with every Pittsburgh mayor. His I didn't rough get that him. reason for why I can't. His total... <laughs> Uh, rolling over again for the cops, yes. especially during the Black Lives Matter protests here. Yes. That did it for me. That that finished it off. And the other thing is also the same thing. It's the planning. Allegheny Conference, which, you know, was a powerhouse of, a, of pretty much a lobbying group of all the corporations in town, which now includes all your universities, your PIT, your CMU, UPMC, AGH, are also now involved with that conference. And that conference kind of weakened a bit, but it's definitely a lot stronger now than it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And their control over just what you said, the land development issues in the area. And, you know, one thing I wish that would happen in some city where you have this gentrification going on is the fact that, you know what, if you own that home or apartment or condo or whatever it is, that whatever your property tax is, it's frozen at that moment. That when that area, if you've seen that area, when that area wasn't productive, it was violent, whatever the issues were, you right. suck it out. You should now have those rewards. Yes. And what happens is if the developers don't push these people out, you know, the property taxes now become so high, well, these yes, people can't true. afford it. So now yes. government's doing the job of these developers by pushing these folks out. Um, um, no, the poor get screwed, no matter what. And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm. Just, you know, how do we define progress? That's it, it. Comes down to that. What is progress? An awful lot of people will look at what's happening in um, East Liberty and just burst their buttons because of the progress, because of all these big buildings going up. And, and to me, it's not progress. No, if you're 
you're ruining a community, and what's happening is you're making it into every other vanilla suburb throughout the country. Exactly. That's yeah. all you're doing. You're, do, you're doing it for the, the people who have money. Exactly. And so again, so all this money, and, and Beth, you know, when, they, when these developers come in and build these goddamn things, they're given, uh, what, tips, tax right? Tax and criminal yeah. fine. They don't pay taxes. Nope. No. And see, that's the thing, what you said about Whole Foods. See, the interesting thing with Whole Foods before Bezos bought them was, they did go into areas that were economically distressed. And the thing is, they bought the land as a kind of, we're going to set up here. The whole reason, I think, why Bezos and Amazon bought Whole Foods was the areas where they bought, of course, they gentrified. So now this real estate has become really choice. So here they are, they own land in all these areas throughout the country. They've sold them, and now what they're doing, so what they'll do is they'll just lease that space now. They're not going to own it. And they're probably going to put up some sort of monstrosity apartment building or whatever where the current one sits. Why not? That whole street. I'm telling you, you cannot see the sky anymore. No, and again, that's that's a problem. And it kind of goes in that whole thing, circling back again. It's that political machine that does not die in Allegheny County. They do not let anyone new in there. If anybody challenges it, forget it. They're written off. And, and you know, it was kind of funny. There was a thing on NPR, and they had an economist. And they talked about Pittsburgh for the longest time. And they actually did have someone on from the Allegheny Conference about that they brought up the question, look, you know, you have people who have lived there for generations. Where, where do they go? What do you do as far as keeping housing affordable? And they said, well, right now they're studying doing a rent, you know, um, kind of a rent control program. Those do not work. Because what happens is it comes to a point, and if they grandfather it out, those leaseholders or companies come in and say, look, we know you're capped at this. We'll give you 50000 Just get out. Yeah. So that's the only idea I could come up with. But, yeah, it's tragic what's happening to, to these areas, and especially the people who can't afford it. Where do they go? I just can't bear it. So I can't I understand, bear it. I understand I your vote. Okay, but you wouldn't vote that way. With, no, you know what? I, I have to say, I, I'm i kind of pro that vote. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of get that. I do. But I don't know what's going to change. Until you change, until you get people like Fitzgerald out of office, in all honesty, and you get a change within the Democratic Party, within the county, where it's just this old boy Yinzers club, you're not going to have real change. And especially a strong minority, you know, presence, which you don't have. No, and I mean, I, you know, the population, the black population exodus out of Pittsburgh speaks volumes about what life is like here for black people. Yeah, it's always been that way, Lynn. But they've not been leaving like this, 7,000 in five years well, if the population of Pittsburgh has decreased, you know, it keeps it's going down. It ain't going up. It's going down. No, but you know what? You you have enough trends now that are showing that areas, coastal areas especially, you have millennials and stuff that are like, look, I can't afford a place on the water in Boston, but you know what? I can afford a place now on the water in Pittsburgh. So maybe I will take that job. 
there is a shift. There is a kind of a shift that is happening, I think, looking into the region. But you're right. As far as the minority plight, it's not good. And it never has been. And I always thought Pittsburgh was one of the most racist areas I've ever been in. Me too. Yeah. It, so, it stunned right. me when I first moved here. I, I, I was stunned by it. Yeah. And I, I mean, people who live here forever don't even know it, see it. But when you came from someplace else, you sure did. Mm-hmm. It's very apt. Yeah. And I think that's the thing a lot of the transplants see first. They don't, what is this? I don't get this. Right. And if you think we're attracting, uh, you know, highly educated black people, uh, you got to be nuts. Why would they come to a city exactly. like this? Exactly. There's nothing, there's nothing being offered culturally as far as neighborhoods, and it's still very closed. Yeah. So. I hear you. Thank you for this conversation today. Have a good one. <laughs> you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, I think we have another caller. Caller, go ahead, please. Howdy, Lynn. Hey. I just got three quick things. One, as far as your um, city paper, whenever your show ends, the guy comes on and says, you want to listen to the room Monday through Friday? I know. Now, how long have you not been on Fridays? Uh, Two years? I, I brought that to their attention, but again... I have such pull, and I am so uppermost in you know the pecking order there that no, they've never re-recorded it. Okay. Now the other thing, the second thing, you're talking about East Liberty. Were you here when they put that beltway around East Liberty? I think that happened before me. I came in January of '81, and I think. They that was a brilliant uh, a brilliant idea in that it wasn't it in the seventies or sixties that idea of hey let's take this thriving this thriving district and and choke it I don't know it it, it destroyed it yeah you couldn't go in to uh, East Liberty like. Um, Right. Yeah, you couldn't drive straight through. You had to drive around it and then, um, you know, find a parking place, walk into East Liberty. You know, East Liberty used to have three movie theaters. I know. Shoe, shoe stores, clothing stores, you know. It was the largest, it, you know what, it was the largest downtownish area or shopping area. It, um, I, I think the third largest in the state after downtown Philly and downtown Pittsburgh, I believe. East Liberty was that big in the 50s, 40s, 50s, 30s, 40s. Yeah, they were making money in there. Yeah. And then they just said, let's just make a road that you can't get in there. That was the brilliant urban planners. You know that that those were the smart people and the smart developers and the urban planners, and they were uh, intent on making things better. Incredible! Destroyed. Uh -huh. Look what they did to the hill, and then totally sealed it off from the downtown. It's 
mind-blowing, mind-blowing. Yeah, it is. But so politicians forever buy into this crap and cave to the money interest that then, of course, support them. You know, I saw that this, uh, Peduto's got almost a million dollars in his war chest for this campaign, and I got a text message last night saying, we're only $2,000 away from this, that. I'm thinking, you, why? It's a day before the election. You need more money? You actually have a whole hunk of it. I'm so sick of all of it. We are the most corrupted nation. Uh, it's, the whole thing is corrupted. Well, I just want to leave you with one last thing. I hope it's good. Well, you're thinking about uh, getting another job? You can open up a saloon in Squirrel Hill, and you can call it Brews for Jews. <laughs> All right, you're out. Come on, Heather. Huh? You're out of here. Don't you love that? It's great. Wonderful idea. Bruise for Jews. It's got a nice uh, Goodbye, you. Jesus. Ugh. Okay, speaking about Jews and libation, I got, I got this. This is cute. Uh, it's in that part of the New York Times on Sunday called Metropolitan Diary where people write in little memories they have of, uh, of the city. And I so love this one, so I'm going to share it with you. Such a slice of life. Such a slice of New York life. I was, this is written by a woman named Sherry Friedman. I was 23 and hungry and tired after a day of shopping on the Lower East Side when I discovered Ratner's on Delancey Street. Now, Ratner's was a a wonderful deli restaurant. I was shown to a booth and a bowl of onion rolls and a menu were slapped down on the table. What do you have? The waiter demanded without looking up from his order pad. Well, uh, I, I stammered, looking at the unfamiliar menu. You'll have the stuffed cabbage, he said. And on the side, he still was not looking at me. Uh, um... Mashed potatoes? You'll have the kasha varnishkis, he said, scribbling on his pad and then hurrying off. A generous portion of food soon appeared and I ate it quickly. The waiter returned. So I guess everything was okay, he concluded as he watched me mop up a last bit of gravy with a piece of roll. Absolutely delicious, I replied. Of course, he said. And for dessert? Nothing, thanks, I'm so full. You'll have the Nesselrub pie, he said, and then disappeared back up the aisle. I don't know if I pronounced two of those things. You'll have the Kasha Varnishkis. I never heard of that. I've heard of Kishkis and Kasha, but Kasha Varnishkis, I, I don't know, and I don't know what a Nesselrode pie is. Whatever. That is such a cute story, and you can you can absolutely uh, believe it. (laughs) 
little Tony writes, I filled in my ballot a while back. I put it in the envelope and realized I forgot to put it in the official ballot envelope. Uh-oh. While it was still wet, I tried to slowly open it. Well, it was kind of a mess. I used Elmer's glue and put... <laughs> just imagine the anxiety that accompanies this little story you're telling us. So I guess I'll be rejected. Also, it'll be rejected. Also, the fact my signature has changed since I was in the 20s and since I it was in my 20s now in my 60s. It all sucks. Well, you could also um, take it. Did you send it in? I guess send it in. Um, I mean, you could also have kept it and then taken it into your polling place, showed it to them, they could have destroyed it there, and then you could have just voted in person. Um, I don't think your uh, I don't think your signature is going to be um, a problem. As we age, all our signatures change, uh, generally becoming more and more illegible. Right? I believe I heard that right. By the way, I believe we have another caller. Hello. Hey, Lynn. It's Dave from Washington. Hey, Dave. How you doing? I'm doing fine, thanks. Talk about another uh, uh, 50s, 60s, 70s earning pla urban planning thing that yeah, went horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah. Allegheny yeah. Center Mall. There you go. Just blow that son of a bitch up. Isn't um, that something? Yeah. First off, there's nothing. No mall exists anymore. Um, I'm down here in Washington. We have two malls. One of them has a Staples and a Chinese restaurant in it, and the other one is has a Spencer's Gifts and a uh, computer game store. And that's it. Nobody goes to the mall anymore. So no. get rid of all of these malls. Allegheny Center Mall just cut off uh, access from the North Shore up into the North Hills. Yeah, all the way around it, a stupid building, big, huge, hulking building with nothing in it. I agree. Then just blow the damn thing up. I've Imploded. Always hated, yeah. always hated that building. I know. It is ugly as hell, too. Yep. And then the one that, one of these days, I'm going to hit the half billion dollar uh, lotto. And what I'm going to do, there's that big <laughs> building on West Carson between Fort Pitt Tunnel, the Fort Pitt Bridge, and the West End Bridge. That great, big, huge, long, low one that's right there on West Carson on the river, the south yeah. river. I'm going to buy that thing. I'm going to tear that son of a bitch down, too. And I'm going to make that a park. Once you get... Are those the terminal buildings? Is that what they're called? I don't know what the hell it's called, but I fucking okay. hate those buildings. You come around um, 50 or, yeah, 51, West End Circle, and you head towards the South Hills. And, yeah. Or, I'm sorry, towards the South Side. You, West Carson. Yeah. You can't see anything of that damn building's in the way, but then once you get around it, between the end of that building and um, the Fort Pitt Bridge, what a beautiful view of the point right there. That whole basin, that whole area from, you can look to the west, you can, from Neville Island all the way up to both rivers, or all three rivers. It's beautiful. Or if you go around that ugly building to the parking lot around back right next to the river, it's beautiful. That fucking building has to go. And I think the only way it's going to happen because it's a rather profitable building is somebody with a half a billion dollars, like I'm going to win someday on that. Powerball or something. I'm going to buy the damn thing, tear it down, and I'm going to hand it over to the city and tell them to make a park out of it. What a beautiful well, park. Well, the park will have to be named after you, though. 
Of course. Of course. <laughs> Dave. Dave. Yeah. Sure, why not? Anyway, yeah. that's my two big beefs in town is oh. that damn building and Allegheny Center Mall. And yes, East Liberty, that whole thing. I haven't been out there in decades. What was, what's it called? Penn Circle? Yeah. So they called it, yeah. I haven't been out there, you know, that Penn neighborhood. Penn Circle, right. Well, yeah. it's my neighborhood, and I, I just, I, I, I can't stand it. I think what they thought was, you know, back in the 50s, 60s, people in their cars are just going to drive around in circles out there, and it's going to be great. Uh, well, you, know, you don't know these things until you try them. They look good on paper. Right. Probably they don't and you know what? There's well. one, there's one uh, giant eagle still hanging on um, in that area, and it's smaller than a lot of other giant eagles, and it's not as nicely kept up. Uh-huh. And it has already been, it's in a little team mall right near where uh, Target is and all this new development. And it already yeah, has been sentenced to death. It is going down. That is the grocery store where all the poor beleaguered people in the community shop, including me. Yeah, and now I'm going to have to go to that monstrosity from much further away, like the market district thing. Yeah. Or, um, I, I just, and, and, and you know what they're going to put there? They're going to put another big, huge, friggin' building. I don't need, I, you know, I, go to the giant, I have a giant eagle down here, and I have my little shop and save. I like my little shop and save. It's small, it's unpretentious. I don't need 50 different fucking kinds of macaroni. Okay, just give me like two or three different kinds of macaroni. That's good enough for me. And she's these people on the phone. Oh, honey, what type of lettuce should I buy? We got lettuce here from Bolivia, and we have lettuce here from... Uh, it's like, oh, for God's sakes. It's fucking lettuce. Let's pick up some lettuce and go and eat it. I don't need... I'm getting all fired up just thinking about it. Especially huh? lettuce. It doesn't look like something I pulled out of, you know, when I pull weeds out of my yard. I can't... I know that's the lettuce you're supposed to like now, but yuck! Jimmy, uh, okay, so we'll stop. We sound like two old farts. (laughs) That's amazing how worked up I get over stupid old shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you. I guess it just means life is all far. It's pretty good. So, all right. Well, thank you very much. Bye. 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 Thank you. You know, another thing they're screwing up, it appears, is down in the Strip District, which is, you know, the Strip is unique. They're going to destroy it. They've been working at it. All of the, you know, repurposed uh, factories bringing in the, you know, there's uh, housing that sells for, you know, a million dollars in there. Um, and then the, the produce terminal, that incredible long, 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 speak of a long building, um, on, on the river, pretty much, on Smallman Street. And that is now being redeveloped, um, into the terminal something. It's, it's going to be a big fucking strip mall with, Instead, it should be all Pittsburgh stuff. It shouldn't be something you can go, uh, you know, to a to get in the suburb somewhere where it should be as unique as the strip is. But 
But the developers, who are not Pittsburghers, the developers, who were chosen by the POWs here, the developers have are bringing in this bookstore, I think out of New York, when they already talked to a bookstore in Bloomfield, wonderful little independent bookstore, that had said they were very interested in relocating there. So instead of allowing the this to be a Pittsburgh, it's going to turn into just another place like every other place. It was supposed to stay open so that you could see through it like you used to be able to. They've enclosed it. I don't know. Every time I read more about it, my blood starts boiling. And all of this development means that the all the folks that have their places down there, their little produce stands and their you know little bakeries and little little groceries, their rents are going to go sky high. They might not be able to stay. It is going to destroy this marvelous, unique. How often in this country do you see unique anymore? It's a homogenized, developed monstrosity. And all because of money and because our politics and our politicians are bedazzled and corrupted by money. I think I got another caller. Hello. Hey, Lynn, it's Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan. So, hi. Hey, Kasha Marnishkas is, um, <laughs> Kasha and, <laughs> is Kasha and, and Bose. You know, the bow, the bow tie pasta, uh, oh. bow tie noodles. You've seen, you've seen that. And they sell it at, yes, um, where you have new kosher and has, um, you know, grilled onions in it. Mm, delicious. Mm. And that, Boy. that pie, the Nestle or Nassero pie, I think it's, that's a real New York thing too. It's a, a custard, um, kind of a custard pie, a thick, you know, very rich kind of pie. But I love that story. That is such a, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it right on the money? So cute, you could die. It's perfect. And you know what? If you know these certain ethnicities besides us, the Jews, she could have walked into an Italian restaurant and you know a real home style one, and the same thing would have happened, but with you know with Italian food instead. You know, because eat, eat, gotta eat. <laughs> my 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 brother always says Italians, Jews. What's the difference? Right. Yeah, exactly. My my best friend is Italian. We always say it's the three Fs. It's food, family, and fun. And yeah. it's, we're, otherwise, we're exactly the same. <laughs> but you, you were talking about East Liberty. I, I grew up on the corner of Walnut and Highland, so right on the East Liberty border. And I, in the 60s and 70s, but, um, just as it was kind of changing, and we used to walk to East Liberty all the time for our shopping and to eat. And in fact, the last movie I saw with my mom was we walked to the Sheridan Square Theater in East Liberty to see Lady Things Blues because she was a big uh, Billy Holiday fan. And my friends and I would walk to the Regent Square Theater with now the Kelly Strayhorn. Uh, yeah. to watch the see Godzilla movies on Saturday mornings. <laughs> Sure, in my day, it was different. 
Oh, man. It's so sad. And all of this is called progress, Jonathan. These wonderful, walkable neighborhoods with uh, family-owned businesses and... I, and they're gone. But you taken over by news to me today. What? I didn't know that Shakespeare Street Triangle was was going. Yeah. Well, uh, I haven't heard a lot about it for a while because there's, of course, been a lot of pushback by by neighbors and residents. But you know, the developer always wins, right? Sure. And in fact, some of the other, uh, some of the other, there's now empty spaces in the little, uh, there's a little state store still there. The bank was there, has, has left. Uh, I think a, a beauty products place, I think that's closed up. A rental furniture place, I'm not sure that's there anymore. And there's a family dollar hanging on. It's all going to go. They've got a huge tract of land. And they think we want more
because and I have been to dinner at people's homes, you know, and it like old times again. Everybody, everybody vaccinated. It's been so liberating, so wonderful, and and coming as the spring comes as well. I mean, it's hard not to to feel better in in a lot of ways. But I could, you know, you hear people's conversation, and I heard somebody say. So, yeah, yeah, I understand, like, you know, Walmart and Target and all these places, they're going to say you can come in without masks, but they're just going to um, say that people who are already vaccinated uh, can come in without masks. And and the person, and, and somebody else started laughing and saying, well, how the hell are they going to know if somebody's been vaccinated? And it turns out, I mean, that's a good question, and it turns out, that they're going to rely on the honor system? I, that is the funniest thing. We are a country in which honor has flown the coop. Honor has flown the coop. The honor system. Anyway, the good news is uh, we are, many of us, coming out, eyes blinking in the bright sunlight from this horrific, horrific year and a half. Uh, Bree is telling me he's getting lots of echo today. Oh, you know what? I told my producer when this show is done, I want him to take all of our equipment and throw it out the window. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I really am. Friggin' embarrassment. Okay, that's it for me, I think. I think we've done pretty much an hour. And, uh, thanks for bearing, uh, with us. I don't know that I would. Enjoy this beautiful day. And I'll talk at you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Lincoln Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lincoln Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.